Good morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Mike Chen. Give me a follow on Twitter at MikeFChen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten. It is Friday, February 19th, 2021, and it is going to be a Michigan morning. A lot happened yesterday in Ann Arbor. We're going to start off with the biggest news of the day, and that is former starting quarterback Joe Milton will no longer be with the program. If you remember early on, before this this past season started, there was considerable hype surrounding Ann Arbor for Joe Milton. That he, you know, has crazy arm strength and he can run like Mike Vick and He's just an offensive explosion waiting to happen. Well, it didn't happen. Milton struggles. Milton struggled mightily. Milton couldn't read defenses. Milton had a one-to-one touchdown-interception ratio. Completed less than 60% of his passes. Which, at this point in time in college football, is... The low watermark, 60%. Guys complete 70% of their passes now. 60% is a low watermark, boys and girls. This is no longer football of 15, 20 years ago, where 50% completion percentage was the upper echelon. That's not it anymore. That's not it. Offenses ruled the day. And this is becoming a common occurrence among Michigan quarterbacks. Jim Harbaugh, the supposed QB whisperer, remember, everyone said this guy could coach quarterbacks. This guy can coach quarterbacks. Well, Jim Harbaugh doesn't keep his quarterbacks because this is the second quarterback. Joe Milton is the second quarterback in this cycle to have left the program. Dylan McCaffrey being the other one. Now they're down to three scholarship players. The two most significant ones would be Cade McNamara, who started this past year against Penn State. However, during that start, did not look good. Remember, he came in, and he relieved Milton, and he looked like the better player. Then the next week was Penn State, got the start. He didn't look like the same player, was McNamara. And you've got incoming five-star recruit J.J. McCarthy. McCarthy already on campus, learning, working out with the team, and now he has a golden opportunity. He's going to play. I think you could make the argument, especially this year, if Milton was still around, that you're going to see Milton or McNamara. I think you probably would have seen McCarthy get maybe a little bit of time, probably play the four games so they could still redshirt him. Well, guess what? J.J. McCarthy is not getting redshirted this year. I think J.J. McCarthy 
is squarely in the mix to play as a true freshman now. Is that good for Michigan? Could be. J.J. McCarthy was very highly thought of. A five-star quarterback, originally from Illinois, went to IMG this past year so he could play in the fall. He won uh, the mythical national championship at IMG. I mean, IMG is a place where you go and they prepare you to play right away. IMG is a mini college, if you may, at the high school level. And to me, that's going to prepare guys to play early on. And so I think that you could have expected J.J. McCarthy to play, but now, 100%, everything has changed for McCarthy here. Everything has changed for McNamara. I think going into spring ball, it's McNamara's team. So you have to wonder. Joe Melton has been on the same campus as J.J. McCarthy for a month-ish. Last two weeks. Three weeks. Did he just look over in the quarterback room and say, I can't do this? I mean, Joe Milton's going to leave with the degree, which hats off to him. You got your degree. That's awesome. As a scout for Prep Red Zone here in Illinois, that is One thing that I continue to tell the young athletes, football is a gateway. Football gives you an opportunity. Football is not the end all. When you are 35 years old and your football career is over, you have more than half of your life to decide what to do next. Football will end. Some, yes, football doesn't end for them. They become coaches. They become analysts. They become scouts. But for many, football ends. And real life begins. And they need something to fall back on. And so I stress to every young man, always, Education, education, education. Get those grades right. Joe Milton got a degree from Michigan, one of the best academic institutions in the Big Ten in the country. He's going to have three years to go play wherever he wants to go. It'll be interesting to see where he lands. They'll be really telling as to how talented he actually is and how much of the hype that was given to him was fake. I thought we saw what Joe Milton was this year. No knock on Shea Patterson at all. 
But Shea Patterson's not a Michigan guy. He was not recruited by Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, you can make the argument. Oh, well, he was the transfer portal. Harbaugh recruited him. Harbaugh didn't recruit him. Let's be real here. He didn't start off his career at Michigan. He's not a Michigan guy. Milton was a Michigan guy. Milton got recruited by Harbaugh, signed with Michigan, was on campus for three years. That's what you want to see. You want to see the development. Well, guess what? That just doesn't, this just has not happened at Michigan. Brandon Peters, another Michigan quarterback. It's going to be his third year at Illinois now. Interesting, right? Obviously, McCaffrey going home and uh, reuniting with his father at Northern Colorado. There's just so many quarterbacks that have gone into Ann Arbor during Jim Harbaugh's tenure and left. He needs to get that position right in order for Michigan to be good again. That's the difference. If you remember, when was Michigan better than Ohio State in the 90s when they had better quarterbacks? Who's had better quarterbacks since then? With the exception of a few years, it's been Ohio State. You had Troy Smith in the mid-2000s. Obviously, you know, JT Barrett a couple of years ago. Yeah, they've had a, a couple one-offs with quarterbacks here and there. But for the last six to seven years, the Buckeyes have just dominated at that position. You know, Braxton Miller before JT Barrett. You Obviously, Justin Fields. And now they've, they've got their pick of the litter between four-star and five-star quarterbacks. We've got three of them on campus right now, does Ryan Day and the Buckeyes. And that's the difference. And so we continue to talk about everything that's going on with Jim Harbaugh. But the guy who gave him an extension, Athletic Director Ward Emanuel, well, he got his own extension yesterday as well. Michigan came out and announced that Manuel will be extended for another five years through June 30th of 2026. You have to believe in my estimation that the two are tied together. That Manuel and Harbaugh are tied together. Do you really think the president of the school and the boosters want to see Manuel select another quarter, uh, a quarterback coach? <laughs> I'm still on the quarterbacks in my mind. Another football head coach. If this doesn't work out with Harbaugh, I don't think so. So I think the five years is just stability for Manuel. Now let's be real here. Ward Emanuel going out and bringing Juwan Howard back has been an absolutely massive home run type hire. We'll get to Michigan basketball in just a moment. But 
there's definitely a tie-in here now. I don't think Juwan Howard's going anywhere for a long time. He loves the Wolverines, obviously, as a former player. Remember the Fab Five? Oh, yeah, Juwan Howard was part of that. That's right. But to me, he's not going anywhere. He's got that program at such a ridiculously high level that they're good. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. The one thing that I was concerned about on that end with Howard was his recruiting, and they shut me up. He's recruiting at a ridiculously high level right now. Even with some of their the guys that they've missed out on. He's still re- recruiting at a ridiculously high level. Look, he's got the Big Ten freshman of the year and 100 Dickinson. Hands down. No question at all. Dickinson might even make, uh, you know, first team all Big Ten. One of the teams, either on the coaches or the media side, definitely second teamer, shoe in for Big Ten freshman of the year. Maybe even national freshman of the year. Kate Cunningham's having a good year, but I don't know if he's been as consistent as Dickinson. But this all ties back to Ward Emanuel. Manuel hit the gold mine on Jawan Howard. He'd like to see it replicated on Jim Harbaugh. We'll see, though. As of right now, they haven't had the success that they're looking for. I think number one on Michigan's football list right now would be beat Ohio State. Because you beat Ohio State, And your team is good enough to beat everybody else on your schedule. I mean, that should be the goal for any program in the Big Ten right now. You can beat Ohio State. You can win every single one of your games. You can compete for a national championship. So quite a day in Ann Arbor yesterday. Quite a day. We'll stay in the Mitten State, move on to the basketball side of things. Michigan State is going to rest their point guard foster lawyer for a week due to a shoulder injury. Uh, his probable return uh, would be next weekend in a game against Ohio State. We'll see if that actually happens or not. Uh, if you know, a lawyer uh, continues to rest his arm but and shoulder, this is not good. Not good for Michigan State. Not good at all. They've had a rough year on the basketball side of things. All right, let's go over the games yesterday, and they went chalk. The favorites won every single game last night. We'll start off with the early game. That was the Iowa-Wisconsin game. And I'm going to get into a little bit of away from that game for a moment because Luca Garza once again puts up a magnificent performance. And what I'm going to talk about right now, because I gave some love to Ayo Desumu a couple of days ago, I want to give some love to Luca Garza right now. They are my two front runners for Big Ten Player of the Year. And when you're the Big Ten Player of the Year, you're most likely going to get All-American love, most likely going to get a lot of national love. 
There's an argument here. Luca Garza in Iowa with his win, the 77 to 62 win, a, a solid win on the road against the top 25 Wisconsin. Scored 30 points, seven boards, a block, two assists. His 24 and a half points a game leads the country. Almost eight and a half rebounds a game, uh, a little over one and a half blocks a game, a little over one assist a game. That's Luca Garza. His numbers are down a little bit from last year, though. A little bit. A little shocking there. Uh, his rebound numbers significantly down. His assist numbers down uh, are, are up. His block numbers are up. Uh, points right about the same. Last year averaged a little under 24. Right now it's a little over 24. But he leads the country in points a game. Ayo Desumu, the Illini, 15-5. and five. 21 points a game, 11th in the country. Six boards, five assists, a steal. There's a big-time argument going on as to who is the best player in the Big Ten this year. It's these two guys. And Luca Garza, you know, you could have kind of forgotten about him for a little while after what Ayo Desumu did against Northwestern a couple nights ago. And Desumu carried them to a W. Late threes, clutch, clutch, clutch. Well, Garza just keeps chugging away and doing his thing, scoring tons of points inside, outside. There's a place for him in the NBA. He might be a little bit more of a traditional center, but he could, he could shoot the three. He could pop out. I think he's going to have a – I don't think he's ever going to be a star in the NBA. And star is not even – I'm not even talking about superstar or megastar. I'm talking about, you know, 18, 20 points a game. I don't think he'll ever do that. I think at the NBA level, he's a 15 and 8 type of guy. Might prove me wrong. But that's a solid NBA player. You know, I think he's probably a third scoring option. But a solid NBA player. And so who knows who ends up being, I mean, it's, it's going to be a very tough decision when it comes to a head. And they try to figure out who's the Big Ten Player of the Year. Because these two guys, Luka Garzaneo DeSumo, each one of them is more than deserving of taking home the award. So Iowa wins their matchup last night over the Badgers. And the Badgers are struggling right now. They need they need something to go right. At one point in time, everyone thought they were a shoe-in for a one seed in the NCAA tournament. They have fallen. They have fallen. They are really struggling right now. Really struggling. They've lost four of their last six games. 
They're they're really really struggling right now. Really struggling. Fifteen and eight. They are sixth in the Big Ten. Sixth in the Big Ten. When the big matchup this weekend, there's no games tonight. Which I, again, I hate. I can't stand it. That's two days this week with no Big Ten basketball. Hate it. The big game this weekend, Sunday afternoon contest, Ohio State-Michigan. Remember yesterday morning, I said, let's watch to see if either one of those teams stumbles and looks ahead to Sunday, the rivalry game. Guess what? Nope. Did not happen. Ohio State uh, played a tough one, and so did Michigan. Ohio State, 10-point win, road contest against Penn State. 92-82. That was a tough one. Penn State had a second half lead at one point in time. And then Ohio State turned it on. Got that 10-point win. Michigan. They had a very good win as well. 71-64 to over Rutgers. Yeah, it's only seven points. Rutgers is a good team, though. Remember that. Franz Wagner. 20.7 boards for the W. So, again, I will say this. There is some damn good basketball coming to you this weekend. No game tonight. Tomorrow, Saturday, no huge contests, but uh, expect Purdue to get back on their winning ways. Uh, the Illini travel to Minnesota. Purdue takes on Nebraska. I'm sorry. The Illini uh, go to Minnesota. Michigan State takes on Indiana. And again, remember Michigan State's missing foster lawyer. And then on Sunday, the big game, noon contest, the early one, probably the only one you uh, necessarily need to watch this weekend. That's the Michigan-Ohio State game. You got Wisconsin taking on Northwestern. Uh, in Evanston, Maryland travels to Rutgers, and Penn State goes to Iowa. That's the slate this weekend. Should be a good one. But that noon Sunday game, Michigan-Ohio State, is going to be a doozy. That's one I've already marked off time on Sunday. I said, I'm not going anywhere for two hours, boys and girls. I'm watching that one. I think you guys should, too. And that will do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. Once again, I appreciate the listen. Go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter, at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site over there as well, at Big Ten MM. Rare Seduce and Share us on all of your listening platforms. Have a great weekend, Big Ten fans. I'll talk to you on Monday morning.